0: I'm going to use your stand, brother. Right here. Awesome. Somebody want to grab those
1: lights in the back? Make your way to your seat, um, especially during this 40 days of prayer. And, and again, I just tend to be more and more convinced um, throughout our Sundays together it just doesn't make much sense to me for all of us to gather together and not at least have, have a prayer where we're all in agreement together. Um, I mean, there's just, if Jesus said where two or three are gathered together in his name, there he is in our midst. He said, uh, if you ask or agree upon anything, um, know that I'm for that. And so we are obviously more than two, So one of the things that all of our small groups are praying for, we made a list in different circles of our lives of people that we just don't see giving evidence that they're tracing their lives after Jesus. And we've written their names now not not to judge them but just because we want to see God move in their life. We want to see God do something for them that God has done for us. Opened our eyes to who he is, to what he wants from us. A relationship, a loving relationship with him. So I want to pray for Josh before he speaks and I want to pray for those souls we've been praying for and agree With one another as a church body, asking God to do what only He can do. No one can save a soul but God. But if we agree together, I believe God can move and will move. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father God, thank you that most of us here today are here today because, God, you through a person, through a message, through a circumstance, through something. God, you drew us to yourself. You revealed yourself to us. And God, we chose to place our trust in you that you would be our Lord and Savior, that we would no longer be that. And God, we have friends and family and, and even church people, co workers, Students, teachers around us, God, that, that don't know you. And God, we just want them to know you. So God, some of us have made a list. And God, we know that you love them even way more than we do. And God, we ask that you would convict them and challenge them and draw them to yourself. Show them the truth. God, show them that you are truly real and powerful and loving. God, that you've created them on purpose for a purpose. God is Joshua once again, brings a message about prayer. I pray that you would anoint him and bless him and use him. God, may we listen today, not as if we're listening to Josh, but as we're listening to you, may you bless him as he's your mouthpiece. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Wonderful. How's everybody doing today? Good. That was pretty cool coming forward. Everybody like that? That was awesome. I love it. Um, a couple things real quick. You have a, uh, this in your bulletin, so if you like taking notes, pull that out. I think Jeremy was encouraging us all to do that last week, and uh, we'll have these going forward. This is part of uh, the series we're doing on 40 Days of Prayer, uh, Rick Warren. So pull those out. You also have your workbooks, so that's perfect. And by the way, um, workbooks are on order. I I know some of you are needing those, and uh, so those will be coming hopefully someday soon. So, all right, let's jump in. Forty days of prayer. Um, let me ask you a question, really serious. Did you know that in life, not everything goes as planned? Huh? Huh? Right? Are Am I the only one? Everybody gets that, right? Right. So we're gonna have some, we're gonna face some struggles, some challenges, some obstacles, some barriers throughout our life, right? There's no doubt it doesn't matter what age you are, um, young or old, we're all gonna go through some stuff in all kinds of areas, right? Could be relationships, could be school, could be finances, your job, your health. I mean, no matter what, there's gonna be some challenges. The thing is, um, and, and most of us have, there's even times where we are gonna be faced with a challenge that seems impossible to overcome, right? It absolutely is, is paralyzing mentally, even physically at times. We feel like how on earth is this gonna work out? How many of you have been in that place in your life? A lot of us have, a lot of us have, but you know what? God wants us to help. He wants to help us in those times of uncertainty, in those times of when we think it's impossible. And uh, you know, I wrote down, just the sing in the middle of a storm, right? Isn't it amazing to watch people that are going through some yuck in their lives singing in the middle of that? And it's kind of catches you off guard a little bit, doesn't it? It's like, well, how could they be doing that? Is that, is that fake or what is that? And what it is, is just God telling them, hey, you sing and you praise to me because I'm going to bring you through this, right? Amen. We could, we could have a row, just like people coming up, we could have a row of testimonies this morning, right? Of all the things that we been through. God wants to help us in those times. You know what? He wants us to realize and experience a breakthrough, right? That's what he wants for us. He doesn't want to just bring a little bit of restoration. He wants us to bring us way beyond anything we could ever imagine. And so that's a breakthrough. And so we're like, okay, so I want a breakthrough. How do I get a breakthrough? Well, did you know that it doesn't just happen spontaneously? Right? So breakthroughs are cool when they happen, right? But how do they happen? Let me tell you how they happen. Breakthroughs happen when we seek them. Do you agree with that? If you want a breakthrough in your life, you have to be seeking that breakthrough. Well, how do we seek a breakthrough? By seeking Him, which is God, through prayer. Okay, so today we're gonna talk about a beginner's guide to prayer. And it was awesome for me just to prepare for the message because I want a breakthrough in my life. It doesn't matter if you're struggling with something really, really heavy or something maybe a little bit lighter. Is there anything wrong with an awesome breakthrough at any point in your life? No, right? Bring it on. The more good stuff I can have coming my way, the more I want. But I gotta be seeking the breakthrough. I gotta be seeking God. And how do I seek God is through? And how I see God is through? Prayer, all right, right. Good, you guys are catching on. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. But before we do, how many of you have a magic lamp at home? Raise your hand. Magic lamps. Oh, come on, come on, magic lamps. No magic lamps, the genie and the, no? You don't have one of those? All right, I don't either. How about a magic wand? A wand? Anybody got a magic wand? Some of the kiddos are like, yeah, I got a magic wand. Thing's awesome, it rocks, right? Okay, so my point is, is sometimes we look at prayer as a Cinderella story or Aladdin, where we break out the genie or the lamp and start rubbing for the genie to come out, or we got a wand, right? Is that what God intends for prayer to look like? No, he doesn't. Does he want us waving something in his face? No, I doubt it, you know? But sometimes we do. We want our dreams to come through, right? We want everything there is in this world to be had, but yet we're rubbing some gold lamp. Well, that's not how it works. God wants a personal relationship with us. And that's how, We experience answered prayers. Would you agree with that? We have a personal relationship with Christ, so we're talking to him. We've talked about this before. Morty probably hit on it last week. How do we talk to God? It is through prayer. And how does he speak to us primarily is through his word, right? So if we want a closer relationship with God, what are the two things we need to be doing? We need to be? praying and reading his word. Man, this is good. You guys are good today, I'm telling you. So we it's our responsibility to take some action, right? So one of the things I'm gonna do, we're gonna have four major foundational principles we're gonna go through today. And inside of that, we're gonna have an action plan because I think sometimes we can read great books and we can come to services and, and hear a message and be inspired, but we don't take action walking out of here. And if you wanna see change in your life, what's it require? action, right? If you want to get somewhere, if, if it's in the word of God, how do you learn the word of God? You get dialed into it. You read it, right? You listen to it. You listen to sermons. You listen to song, all those things. So that's what we're going to do. Let me ask you this, just talking about an enchanted tool that we look at sometimes with, with prayer and a magic wand. God wants us to talk to him about everything at all times, right? So how would it look like in your marriage or your relationship, the only time that you talk to your spouse is when you wanted something? And how about you bring out the magic wand in the process and be like, oh, Kylie. Yeah, how about, yeah, uh uh-huh, yeah. What do you think of that? How good would that go? Very good at all? I'm guessing Kylie would probably take the wand and be like, right? So my point is, is we have to put time and effort into a relationship with God, the same as what we do with those loved ones that are sitting next to us, right? So how did y'all get to know each other? Did you just get to know each other by sitting down in church one day side by side? No, you probably had some conversations, right? So that's what God wants us to do with him. He wants us to have some conversations with him. All right, so what we're gonna learn today, this is the objective of the goal. I want, we're gonna talk about the importance of talking to him about everything, okay? The other thing is we're gonna, he wants us to talk to him in a very simple and sincere way. The other thing is, is we're gonna find out how prayer will draw us closer to God and why answered prayers are his gift of grace. All right, you on board? First scripture is this. Luke. 11.1, one. it says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. So I'm going to go to this. This is right before Jesus shares the Lord's Prayer with him. And Mike and Mikey and I in the back, we shared the Lord's Prayer this morning. Well, that was cool, right? Just a little time together and awesome. We are disciples of Christ, right? We are, his disciples right here with him are saying, Jesus, man, you're praying. How do we pray? Teach us to pray. So do you think it's important that we're going through this series, 40 days of prayer and going through everything that we are? You better believe it. We had something else, Mike, I talked about was just our relationship with Christ. We could be dialed into the word and spending time in God's word a lot. But if we're not praying, are we missing out? We are, and we're gonna learn why today, all right? So the first thing, and you also have blanks on this sheet right here, your little note card. So the first blank that we're gonna fill in is this. Our frustrations with prayer are caused by misconceptions. Okay, So our confusion around it, or our frustrations come down to these primary things. It's not a magic wand. How about a fire extinguisher? I love that analogy, right? The place is on fire, everything's caving in on you and you're wondering why, and you just pull out the magic fire extinguisher and be like, you start praying like crazy. Well, pray like crazy, no doubt, but does God want us equipped with the massive fire hose all the time? Yeah, I go back to the analogy of walking through the Walmart parking lot. Remember the little boy I tell you about that's holding on to his dad's hand? There's a big truck goes through the parking lot and it backfires. It's scary, right? Boom, right? And that little boy is holding on to his daddy's hand. Well, he's got a hold of it. So he just squeezes a little bit harder. He's not going anywhere. Now, if he's not holding on to his daddy's hand then what happens whenever that, that backfire happens? He may scramble, he may run, right? He may take off right in the front of that truck. Well, sometimes that's what our prayer life looks like. We're not holding on to God's hand. We're not spending time with him. So when we have a storm come, what happens? We're like, ah, right? I mean, literally we run back to our old ways of security and maybe it's a drink, maybe it's food, whatever that addiction, but right, don't we do that? Temptations seem to come in the storms, don't they? How many of you have realized that? Man, Satan, when there's a storm, what's he wanna do? He wants to roll that big ball right in front of you and be like, hey, what about some of that? I'll just serve it up on a platter for you right now, right? Because he doesn't want us glorifying God in a storm, he wants us picking up that ball of temptation and running with it. But you can fight that, you can fight that. Stay connected. The other thing, it's not a tug of war. It's not what you want versus what God wants. God wants nothing but the best for each and every one of us. Would you agree with that? So it's not, well, God didn't answer this prayer and I want this and he wants that. It's not that at all. His will is about what he, his will is you understanding what he wants in your life. Okay, and we're gonna talk about that a little bit more. So. With this, number one is this foundational principle. God loves for me to talk with him about anything and everything. Let's look at Psalms 103. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who reverence him. Reverence is a deep respect for someone, okay? A deep respect and that's what God wants. But think about it, how many of you have children in here, grandchildren, raise your hand, or maybe even aunts and uncles that you serve as kind of a parent role. Raise them really high. I wanna see them. Just about everybody, right? Just about everybody. Well, what kind of compassion and tenderness do we have for our children? It's unmatched, right? I mean, it's unmatched. And that's what God's saying is, man, I want to love on you. I wanna tenderly and compassionately take care of you. I think about baby Charlie, right? Think about all the attention, this incredible creation that God has created uh, for us to be a part of her life. Do you think that he holds her tenderly and compassionately in his hands? You better believe it, right? That's what God, that's how God sees us. Do you believe that this morning? Do you truly believe that? Because there's some of you sitting in this room that's still looking in a mirror and you don't like what you see. Okay, let me say that again. There's some of you in the room who still look in a mirror and you don't like what you see. But what I always tell you, look at yourself through God's eyes because he loves you unconditionally. No matter how many scars you got, physical, emotional, whatever they are, he loves you unconditionally. At times, our our love is conditional. Well, if you do this, if you're nice to me, if you're kind to me, I'll make you dinner, right? She makes dinner for me all the time, even if I'm mean. But seriously, our, our love is conditional at times. God's not that way. Absolutely unconditional. The next verse is 1 John 5. It says, we can be confident in approaching God knowing that he listens to us whenever we ask for anything. And read this next part according to his will. Okay. And since we know that he hears us when we make our request, then we can be sure that he will answer us. And this is where a big, a big disconnect comes from. Let me read this to you in one of the commentaries I was reading. It says, when we communicate with God, we don't demand what we want. Rather, we discuss with him what he wants for us. Okay. How do we know what God's will is for us? reading his word. And so the Holy Spirit speaks to us when we read his word. We, he, wants to, he already knows everything going on in our lives, right? He's omnipresent, all places, all time. He's not, we don't have to tell him what's going on in our lives, right? He knows what's going on in our lives. Does he want us to tell him what's going on in our lives and ask for him to be involved in that and help us through those situations? He sure does, right? So that's what we're saying is, To know God's will for you and what he wants in your life, you have to pick up this book. You have to read, you have to study, you have to pray to God, reveal your will to me. I don't know what direction you want me to go, but please tell me, be there for me. That's what we're saying here this morning. He wants us fully engaged and you're not gonna know his will very clearly unless you're dialed into his word. The other is praying to him, okay? By understanding his word, what do we gain? We gain a few things, wisdom, knowledge, discernment, and understanding, just to name a few. But let's talk about discernment for a minute. Do you know what discernment means? I didn't know what it meant until several years ago. Discerning is really understanding what the difference is between what's going on in your head and what's going on in God's will. Make sense? So discernment, as I pray, God, help me to understand what this nugget is thinking, right, and am I going down the right path? And I want you to come into my life and I want you to tell me, Josh, no, 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 don't go that way, go this way. So sometimes we can create this environment in our brains where we think we're making the right choice based on what? Feelings and emotions at times. Well, is it whenever we have emotions that are really, really high, is it a good time to make an important decision? No, right? So your boss makes you mad at work and those emotions are really high. Do you go tell your boss what you're thinking in that moment? Probably not, right? Some of you are like, yeah, I have and it. it didn't work out too well, right? Some of you are the boss and you're like, yeah, I don't like that when that happens, right? So again, We wanna go to God out of kindness. We wanna go to him and say, God, help me inside of this situation, give me discernment, all right? So prayer is inside of this section, a conversation, not a ceremony. It's also a relationship, not a ritual, okay? And I just want you to understand that. Um, A ceremony is something very formal, right? It's gotta be perfect. It's gotta be in a certain um, set of um, sequence, here, it's just, a, it's just simply a conversation. And again, we've talked about it being a relationship, not a ritual. All right, let's look at Jeremiah 29, 11. A famous set of verses here, right? I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you. I will give you a hope and a good future. Then you will call my name. You will come to me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And, and, and I didn't put it up here, but verse 13 is, if you look for me wholeheartedly, earnestly, you will find me. What God is saying here, I got big plans for you. I got good plans for you, not bad plans, right? I'm here for you. I love this. I wanna give you a hope and a good future. How many, of you want a ba- How many of you want bad stuff in your future? How many of you? Nobody, right? He's got good plans for you. This comes down to trust in your relationship with God. Let's look at the action plan coming out of step one. It's this, this is gonna challenge some of you on the devices where you check social media and style Bible apps, if you, if you haven't already, raise your hand if you have a Bible app of some sort on your phone. Okay, cool, right? Incredible technology, love it. Okay, place that app physically right next to your Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all the rest, right? Because how many of you right now, and I don't have my phone on me, pull them out, pull out your phones, I'll do a little, little, little test here real quick, real quick. All right, so Jake Butler, where's your phone, button? You gotta participate, huh? All right, so take your phone, open it up. Where's your Bible app at? Is it on the first page, on the first screen? And if not, just swipe, keep swiping. How many screens in are you before you see it? Are you a few in? How many of you are on the first page? Raise your hand. All right, good stuff, okay. How many of you are on the second page? Raise your hand. Okay, good, third page, raise your hand. You don't have to to raise your hands now, okay? Right, my point is put it on the first page. Rick Warren talks about this. Put it right in the meat of what you see every day because it reminds you to get dialed into the word. Even if you just, I do most of my study early of the morning through through my physical Bible, I don't do a, a ton on the app, but just about every day I read the scripture of the day. So for me, it's just a great reminder, boom, there it is. The other thing it does is it competes for your time. Let me ask you this: How many social media apps do you have loaded on your phone? Okay, let's try this. All right? How many of you have five different platforms of social media uh, loaded on your phone? Raise your hand. Five? Uh-huh.? Oh my, all right. Four? How many you got four? what you some of your fib and I got four surely you got four on there I know how to use them but how about three how many got three Three, okay, cool. Two, how many got two different social media platforms? Some of you are just like, I'm not participating. I'm not playing this game. How many of you just got one on there? All right, cool. My point is get it on that front page, start start competing for time. We all have this and I did it a while back and it scared me. Remember that when I pulled up, like you can see that how many hours a day that you're in is scary. I'm not gonna do that one because yeah. This, I love this. So. Rick Warren says, anything that you think about posting on social media, talk to God first about it. That's a good one, isn't it? Woo! Let's give a hallelujah for that one. That one, that was a good one, all right? So again, sometimes we put stuff out on social media, I can't say it, Uh, social media, that's not what we ought to be putting out there, right? And here's the thing, I'll give you another tip. Um, Just because somebody else puts something out on social media doesn't mean that you have to respond, okay? All right, that's another lesson learned. That's a freebie today. That one's for free. All right, let's keep moving. Number two, God listens to prayers that are sincere and simple, okay? And this is kind of a long passage, but I want to read through it. When you, number two, number two. Number two, where are you at? What do you want? Number two, go back to number two. Get that one? God listens to prayers that are sincere and simple. This is number two. We're not going back to number one, Rhonda. We got to keep moving. We got, we got lunch here in a bit. We got to get there. All right, here we go. when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they've received their reward in full. Instead, when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling on and on like the pagans for they think they will they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him. That's what I referenced earlier. He already knows what you need. The main point inside of this is it's simple. It's sincere. It's having a conversation with God. And as I was preparing, um, how many of you have watched the the movie, The War Room? It came out several years ago, right? If you have not seen that, it is really, really good. It's one of many in a series. um, And I don't know who the producers are, but they great Christian family films. Anyways, take a look at this picture and tell me if this reminds you. Remember that? Yeah so this is pretty incredible um this is a closet right because i can't see it on my screen this is a closet and uh, inside of here you can see that she had all kinds of notes and scriptures and reminders and people to pray for in her life and um how many of you after that movie created some type of space in your home for prayer okay a few of you pretty cool right um You don't have to physically clean out a room and create a space like that. My space changes. Okay. Daily. It's either my Island, my office, a table in our TV room or my car. Okay. So I've got a few. My point is you need a place that you can hit your knees. Right, and pray to God, thank him every day for all the blessings that you have in your life. Have a simple, sincere, loving conversation with him. He already knows what you need. So if you're dialed into his word and you're praying on a regular basis, do you think that God wants to fulfill his will in your life? You better believe it, right? If it takes having a war room and you have the space in your home to do something like this, do it. The point is, is God wants to talk with you. And sometimes, well, just listen, just listen. Hear him. How many of you have walked into a room with like 30 kids? Isn't it chaotic at times? It's just loud and I love it. But sometimes our life is like that all the time, right? How many of you get up in the morning, you hit the ground running and you're just like full blast till whatever, what time you go to bed? For me, nine o'clock-ish, right? How many of you live that life where you're just wheels are turning all day, every day, and you don't take time to pray? How many of you? And it's not that you're doing bad stuff. It's just you're not carving out time for you and God to pray. And I guarantee you, your relationship with God will change the more time that you carve out for prayer. There's no doubt about it, okay? So pretty simple here, action plan. Oh, one more verse first. Let's take a look at Hebrews 10. It says, let us come near to God with a sincere heart and a sure faith, faith, confidence. I'm gonna lose my voice for this, is over. A confident insurance in God providing for you inside of his will for you. Action plan is this. Remember that praying is simply a conversation. Number two, it's not a show, right? That's what, that's what scripture is telling us about. Don't, don't be like that. It's not a show. It's all about a relationship, right? And I love praying and, and doing that in a public setting. I love it. It's encouraging, uplifting, blesses people, blesses me, all those things. But I pray more on my own in silence or with nobody around than I do in a public setting. Why? Because I'm, I'm on my own more than I am in a public setting, right? So again, Spend some, spend some time, no matter where you're at in your walk, if it's just a little bit of time, spend a little more. If it's a lot of time, spend a little bit of more if you want your relationship to go to a new level, okay? All right, number three says this, God likes to show his grace by answering prayers. Let's take a look at Jeremiah 33. Call to me and I will answer you. I will show you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. And that's the message translation. And I highlight a couple words on mine well a few things the first is i will show you right like how many of us want to want a text message from god every morning that says hey josh this is what you need to do today wouldn't that be cool yeah there's probably an app coming that's going to say that they do that right but how cool is it like and he's saying it right here in jeremiah he's saying hey i will show you i will show you marvelous and wondrous things right The other thing is, what's the end of this say? That you could never figure out on your own. Some of you are some smart folks out there, right? I mean, it's serious, I've talked to some of you and you're like, wow, it's incredible. But he's talking to all of us, right? He's saying there's some things out there that you're not gonna figure out on your own, but I wanna help you, I'm right here. Why is that? It's because God loves us. How is it that God does that? Because he's supernatural. I'm a very analytical thinker. Problem solving is kind of how my mind works. How many of you out there are that way? Analytical, logical, you process things in a certain way, you find solutions, root cause analysis, put an action plan, boom, that's a good move. Right? That's how my brain works. It's how I live my life at times, most of the time. But guess what? God doesn't work that way. He's outside of logic, right? So if this is the logic carpet, right? And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna analyze this, and logically, if I go here and I do this, then that's gonna happen. And God's like, whoa, 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 Josh. He said, I can blow that carpet right off the table, and I can still get you there. You just need to ride along this trail, right? So God works in a supernatural way. Omniproduct present all times are we omnipresent are we everywhere at all times do we understand everything no so do you think God has some supernatural knowledge that he can help us with you better believe it where is the supernatural knowledge right so we got to pray and we got to be dialed in to his word okay all right next scripture is Matthew 7 it says if you being imperfect." and sinful parents know how to get good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? Again, it comes down to a personal relationship and the analogy between how much we love our kids and how much He loves us. James 4.2, you do not have because you do not ask God. Okay? And I wanna just spend a couple seconds on this. So God wants us to ask, correct? He sure does. He wants us to ask inside of his will, right? If we're asking inside of his will, he's gonna bless us. Now, again, how many of y'all, everybody has a watch of some sort, right? It's either on your wrist or on your phone, but time is with us all the time. The problem that we have inside of our prayers is we want them right now, right? Because things happen in our lives and we want them right now. We want God to deliver. He's saying, hey, it's in my time, not your time. But if you don't ask, you're not going to receive. So if we want to be dialed into what God wants for us in our lives, we gotta be dialed into his word and we just have to pour our hearts out to him, right? We just went over a scripture a minute ago that says he already knows what we want, right? He already knows what we need. Sometimes what we want and what we need are not on the same carpet, are they? Sometimes we don't get what we want because it's not what we need, amen? And God will reveal that through discernment, through prayer and spending time in the word. All right, action plan out of this one. Don't be afraid or think you're unworthy to pray to God. And I think this is a struggle for some people. You feel like you can't even talk to God. God loves you, he made you, he created you. Right, He loves you exactly the way that you are. He loves you too much to leave you there, but he loves you exactly the way that you are. He already knows your imperfections and loves us anyways. Remember that God wants to bless you and answer your prayers even more than we want to bless our kiddos, right? I wanna bless our kiddos more than anything, but God's a whole new level and wants to bless us even more than that. All right. Number four, God longs to be close to us. Okay. He longs to be close to us. Let's look at Isaiah thirty eighteen. 18 says, the Lord waits for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. Does God ever change? No. His love is the same love that he's had for us since day one. What we do is we fade in and out and that fading of in and out, really comes down I believe the personal experience in my life is how much time I'm giving him would you agree with that if I if I'm talking to him on a regular basis I'm reading the word I'm involved in a small group I'm fellowshipping uh with with other believers I man I, he's right there it's whenever I drift away is where I feel like there's a separation but he's there it's just that I'm not dialed in and connected to him So again, we can have as much of God and as much of Jesus as we want. We just got to put the time in, okay? All right, let's take a look at uh, Hosea. I don't want your sacrifices. I want your love. I don't want your offering. I want you to know me. And that's the living Bible translation. I love that end. I want you to know me. That's our father. That's God saying, I want you to know me. Psalm 25 says this, friendship with God is reserved for those who reverence him. Again, that deep respect. With them, he shares the secrets of his covenant. How amazing is it for us to have a friendship with the creator of the world, a personal friendship and relationship. Take a look to your left and take a look at your right. You're probably sitting by friends. Um, I hope you are, maybe not. Do you guys like each other? Maybe, I don't know, maybe not, right? Aren't, aren't friendships pretty special, aren't they? Friendships are those that we can call on in time of need or a shoulder to cry on or to, to, to go have fun, and join time together, right? Does God want that with us? He does. So he wants you to take your friend that's next to you along with him, everywhere you go. And always know that he's there for you, no matter what the situation is. And you know what? Sometimes we think about God only when we're going through a hard time. But you know what he loves is when we're going through a great time. And he loves us to shout praises and glorify him in the midst of that. So, right? Sometimes we get to a place in life where we just remember to pray or ask for need whenever we're going through a rough time. But think about all the amazing blessings that he's poured down on us. I always tell you, and I I do it, write down the blessings in your life. If you go through a rough spot, what do you do? Read them. You you know, and I'll just be, you know, straight with, with you. You know, we get in these pity parties, right? We do. We get in some fancy, fancy pity parties. They're nice. We even bring out some decorations at times and wear necklaces of pity and right I'm just I'm I'm kind of kidding but I'm not right because something like it's the whole snowball effect and that's another sermon another day but again are you who you want to be are you if you're not change it right I love you God loves you if you're not who you want to be if you're not being the best version of you right now change it Flip the switch. Remember, Ryan helped me with the whole light trick a couple weeks ago. Remember the light and the switch? It's mess for some of you, it's time to flip the switch. The cool thing is, is as I look out here, I see multitudes of people that have flipped the switch already, right? And God is pouring his blessings down on you. Amen? So I'm serious, give it up to God, that's all him. So if you're not living that best life, change it today and decide that it's gonna be different. James 4.8, praise and worship. You guys can come up. James 4.8 says this, draw close to God and God will draw close to you. Isn't that an incredible promise? Draw close to him and he will draw close to us. Okay, last piece of the action plan is this. Write down Isaiah thirty eighteen and keep it somewhere. You'll see it every day. And again, The Lord waits for you to come to him so he can show his love and compassion to you, okay? Let's look at the last side. I love this. The closer I am to God, the less stressed and more blessed I'll be, amen? Let's all stand up. Kylie makes fun of me because I had a gentleman tell me this at work uh, here a little while back and she's like, you've already heard that, what are you talking about? I have a bad memory. But it's this, it's too blessed to be stressed. Isn't that a cool phrase? Sometimes in the middle of the storm, we just gotta realize that we're too blessed to be stressed because most of the time that storm is something that maybe at times we make it a little bit bigger than what it is, all right? So we're gonna close in in an incredible song. I don't know if Jeremy's gonna keep tuning on the guitar back here or what he's gonna do, but I think you got her tuned in. So we're also going to, we want to do this again as we do, but we want you to come forward today. We want you, if you need prayer, we just want you to come forward to the front of the stage. We're all going to gather here together today as one, and then we're going to have a prayer over everyone at the end of service, okay? So let's sing and pray this morning.